I'm Samantha Sherris, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, November 8th. Here are today's headlines. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill reports that anti-Israel protesters briefly derailed a House Judiciary Committee hearing on free speech and anti-Semitism on college campuses this morning. Right after Committee Chairman Representative Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, swore in the witnesses, a protester shot up, holding a sign reading, Pro-Palestine doesn't equal anti-Semitism. Let's take a listen to some of what happened at today's hearing. Uh, we appreciate people being here, but uh, the committee has to be in order. If you, we will, we will, we will remove every single person who disrupts the committee. Gentlemen, is recognized. Thank you, Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Nadler, and members of the committee. My name is Connor Ogrijak, and it is an honor to bring my experiences before you today. Although I had hoped. The meeting will be in order. Again. Although I had hoped that my arrival to higher ed- hearing for Palestinian students. The House Judiciary Committee convened the hearing, it said, to examine the current state of the First Amendment on the campuses of American colleges and universities. The hearing also examined the rise in anti-Semitism, anti-Israel sentiment, and violence towards students supporting Israel. You can check out Tyler's full report in today's show notes. Pro-life activist Mark Houck and his wife Ryan Marie Houck are suing the Federal Department of Justice over the DOJ's treatment of their family, accusing the DOJ of a faulty investigation that led to an excessively forceful arrest and a malicious and retaliatory prosecution that has severely impacted their entire family. That's according to reporting from our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan. Hauk is a Catholic father of seven who was arrested and charged with violating the Freedom of Access to Abortion Clinic Entrances, or FACE Act, by President Joe Biden's administration. A jury found him not guilty on the federal charges in January, and he announced in August that he is running for Congress in Pennsylvania's 1st Congressional District. 
The DOJ's FACE Act charges stemmed from a 2021 incident outside a Philadelphia-based Planned Parenthood, where Hauk pushed an abortion clinic volunteer who was repeatedly harassing his son, Mark Jr. Local authorities ultimately dismissed the matter until the Biden DOJ re-upped it in response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Sean Carney, president of the pro-life organization 40 Days for Life, which is representing Hauk, said the lawsuit will send a strong message to the DOJ that the United States of America does not belong to Merrick Garland or the FBI. It belongs to all Americans, despite our many disagreements on different issues. Carney added, We all believe that we should have the right to free speech and be protected from unlawful infringement by our own government. You can check out Mary Margaret's full article in today's show notes. Our colleague Fred Lucas reported that Ohio voters on Tuesday voted to codify abortion into the state constitution. The ballot language references abortion, but mostly used euphemisms such as reproductive medical treatment or reproductive freedom. The measure, known as Issue 1, passed with 58% of the vote. It says an individual right to one's own reproductive medical treatment includes abortion, birth control, and fertility treatment. The amendment is titled The Right to Reproductive Freedom with Protections for Health and Safety. While it allows restrictions after fetal viability, the viability is reportedly at the discretion of the doctor, or the point in a pregnancy when, in the professional judgment of the pregnant patient's treating physician, the fetus has a significant likelihood of survival outside the uterus with reasonable measures. Marjorie Dannenfelser, president of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, said in his statement that Issue 1 passed because abortion activists and outside Democrat donors ran a campaign of fear to Ohio voters. Vote for this ballot measure or women will die. Pro-abortion groups plan to also put similar measures on the ballot in Arizona, Florida, and Missouri. In related election news in Virginia, Fred also reported that after 11.25 p.m. Tuesday, the Associated Press projected Democrats would keep the state Senate. Later in the night, the AP also projected that Democrats would gain control of the state House of Delegates. Going into the elections, Republicans held a slim 52-48 to 48 majority, while Democrats held an equally slim 22-17 to 17 majority in the state Senate. One Senate seat was vacated by a Republican member. In Mississippi, incumbent Republican Governor Tate Reeves was re-elected, as was incumbent Democrat Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear. Tonight is the third GOP presidential debate in Miami, Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie will participate in tonight's debate. Former President Donald Trump will not attend the third debate and instead host a rally. Trump has not attended the previous two debates either. Ronna McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, said in a Monday press release that we are looking forward to our third debate in Miami, a welcome opportunity for our candidates to showcase our winning conservative agenda to the American people. McDaniel added, We are especially honored to be the first political party to partner with a Jewish organization for a debate in our partnership with the Republican Jewish Coalition, and our candidates will reaffirm the Republican Party's unwavering support of Israel and the Jewish community on the stage Wednesday night. According to the same press release, 
the NBC News Republican primary debate with partners Salem Radio Network, the Republican Jewish Coalition, and Rumble will air at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC News and will be live-streamed on Rumble. The Daily Signal will be reporting on the debate live, so be sure to stay tuned for our coverage. And for our final story today, former President Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka Trump, took the stand in New York City today. Why? NPR reported that Ivanka was called to the witness stand today to answer questions regarding fraudulent financial documents filed by the Trump Organization. Ivanka, who is not a defendant, was the Executive Vice President of Development and Acquisitions of the organization, NPR also reported. The president's daughter said she wasn't involved in her father's financial statements, which are at the heart of New York Attorney General Letitia James's case, NBC News reported. Ivanka said, I would assume he would have personal financial statements for accountants, but those were not statements I was privy to. The former president posted on Truth Social ahead of Ivanka's appearance in court, saying in part, Tomorrow, my wonderful and beautiful daughter, Ivanka, is going to the Lower Manhattan Courthouse at the direction of Letitia Peekaboo James, the corrupt and racist New York State Attorney General, who has allowed murder and violent crime in New York to flourish, and a Trump-hating, out-of-control, clubhouse-appointed judge, Arthur Engeron, who viciously ruled against me before the trial even started wouldn't even consider a jury, and said that Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida is worth $18 million, when in fact it is worth 50 to 100 times that amount. Other properties likewise. And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia Allen will be sitting down with Karen Jarosh of Heritage Action to discuss the third GOP debate, which of course, as we mentioned, is happening tonight. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.